If you're like most kids, you probably had arguments with your parents when you were a child. And I bet those arguments intensified when you became a teenager. As your blood boiled in frustration, I bet your teenage self wished your parents were dead. Then you'd be free. Out of anger, you may have even vocalized this thought out loud. If you did say it out loud, how did your parents react? I bet it wasn't pretty. When the prodigal son asked for his inheritance early, he was basically telling his father that he wished his father were dead. But instead of getting angry, the father appeased his son and gave him the inheritance he asked for. In the end, however, the inheritance was a curse for the son, who would soon learn that walking the way means that his father doesn't treat him fairly. You're listening to The Way with Father Dustin Lyon, a podcast of the Ephesus School Network. from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Let us be attentive. Jesus went on. Once there was a man who had two sons. The younger son said to the father, Father, give me my share in the property. So he divided up his livelihood between them. Not many days later, the younger son turned his share into cash and set off for a country far away where he spent his share and having a riotous good time. When he had spent it all, a severe famine came on that country, and he found himself destitute. So he went and attached himself to one of the citizens of that country, who sent him into the field to feed his pigs. He longed to satisfy his hunger with the pods that the pigs were eating, and nobody gave him anything. He came to his senses Just think, he said to himself, there are all my father's hired hands with plenty to eat, and here am I, starving to death. I shall get up and go to my father, and I'll say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before you. I don't deserve to be called your son any longer. Make me like one of your hired hands. And he got up and went to his father. While he was still a long way off, his father saw him, and his heart was stirred with love and pity. He ran to him, hugged him tight, and kissed him. Father, the son began, I have sinned against heaven and before you. I don't deserve to be called your son any longer. But the father said to his servants, Hurry, bring the best clothes and put them on him. Put a ring on his hand and shoes on his feet, and bring the calf that we fattened up. Kill it, and let's eat and have a party. The son of mine was dead and is alive again. He was lost, and now he's found. And they began to celebrate. The older son was out in the fields. When he came home, he got near to the house. He heard music and dancing. He called one of the servants and asked, what was going on. Your brothers come home, he said, and your father has thrown a great party 
He's killed the fattened calf because he's got him back safe and well. He flew into a rage and wouldn't go in. Then his father came out and pleaded with him. Look here, he said to his father. I've been slaving for all these years. I've never disobeyed a single commandment of yours, and you never even gave me a young goat so that I could have a party with my friends. But when this son of yours comes home, once he's finished gobbling up your livelihood with his whores, you kill the fattened calf for him. My son, he said, you're always with me. Everything I have belongs to you. But we had to celebrate and be happy. This brother of yours was dead and is alive again. He was lost, and now he's found. Glory to you, O God. Glory to you. That was Luke 15, verses 11 through 32. Rules. Some people live by them. Others live to break them. No matter which side you're on, rules help us navigate our society and keep us safe. For example, the rule saying that we stop at red lights and go at green lights keeps traffic flowing and helps us avoid crashes. Could you imagine if people sped through intersections without a care in the world? So when Paul tells the Corinthians that there are times when it's appropriate to throw people out of the church and to turn them over to Satan, he does this in 1 Corinthians 5.5, he's not doing it to be mean. He's setting a rule to protect the community. And this is precisely what the father in today's gospel lesson should have done, turned away his younger son when he tried to return. You see, the younger son, by asking for his father's inheritance while his father was still alive, was basically saying that he wished his father were dead. It was a grave insult, and it would have been shameful for a son to speak to his father this way. It's still shameful for a son to speak to his father this way. Yet, this father doesn't get angry. He willingly gives his son what he asks for, and his son departs to go live in a foreign country, away from his family, perhaps insulting his father again. Then, to add insult to injury, the son completely squanders the inheritance and ends up living among the pigs. Remember, pigs are an unclean animal to the Judeans of this period. It would have made the son ritually impure. The end result of the son's living wasn't just that he had ruined his own life. The son had sullied the family name while also shaming his father and his brother. Remember, this culture was an honor-shame society, and it was also family-based. Your standing in society was based on the honor that your family had accumulated. And, if your family's honor was sullied, then, in the ancient world, this would make it hard for you to do business. Not only would people talk about you and your family behind your back, but the shadow of disgrace would hang over everything you did and everywhere you went. So, to protect the family, honor would dictate 
that the father kicked the younger son to the curb. Just as St. Paul had told the Corinthians to turn people over to Satan who threatened the community. The father should have done this with his son. To us, this may sound harsh, but remember, the father had a responsibility to the rest of the family and to all the servants who depended on the family. In the ancient world, their survival literally depended on keeping their honor intact. Yet, the father doesn't do this. He doesn't kick his son to the curb. Instead, he runs out to meet his younger son as he returns home. The father not only accepts his son back into the family, but dresses him like royalty and throws a party to celebrate the son's return. By standards of honor, the father's behavior is unacceptable. So the older son is right to be angry. The correct judgment, the just judgment, would have been to leave the younger son out in the cold for what he had done. The father should have heeded St. Paul's advice. However, the father throws convention to the wind and welcomes the younger son back. This was an undeserved gift. And yet, this is precisely how the kingdom works. We deserve to be left out in the cold. No one, after all, is without sin. But through our repentance, our change of heart, we are gifted the kingdom by the Father. It doesn't matter what we've done in life. The kingdom doesn't keep count of our past misdeeds. Instead, God responds to our repentance, our change of heart. This is why it's good news that we aren't treated fairly. If the son had been treated fairly, there'd be no hope for him. Instead of custom, the father's unacceptable behavior wins the day and brings the son home. Our Heavenly Father acts in the same way. His behavior also looks unacceptable to us. He too treats us unfairly, but we're glad that he does. St. Athanasius sums it up this way. Then the son shall get up, come to his father, and confess to him, I have sinned against heaven and before you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. Treat me like one of your hired servants. When he confesses that, he will be considered worthy of more than that for which he prayed. His father neither takes him in like a hired servant, nor treats him like a stranger. Oh no, he kisses him as a son. He accepts him as a dead man come back to life again. He counts him worthy of the divine feast and gives him the precious garment he once wore. Now there is singing and joy in the Father's home. What happened is the result of the Father's grace and loving kindness. Not only does he bring his son back from death, but also through the Spirit he clearly shows his grace. To replace corruption, he clothes him with an incorruptible robe. To satisfy hunger, he kills the fatted calf. The father provides shoes for his feet so that he will not travel far away again. Most wonderful of all, he puts a divine signet ring upon his hand. 
By all these things he begets him anew in the image of the glory of Christ. That's St. Athanasius, his festal letter number seven. It's the same for us. Through our change of heart, our confession, we become children of God, made worthy by the Father of the gift of the kingdom. Until next time, God bless.